This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at Broadvoice.com or call 888-332-8036. 888-332-8036. back to the Glenn Beck program. I am John Cardillo sitting in for Glenn. Give us a call 888-727-BECK or you could follow me on Twitter for the rest of the show at John Cardillo. If you're just tuning in a little bit about me, I really got my start in media with Glenn a few years back, but I was a law enforcement guy. I was NYPD, founded a business where I was tracking bad guys in the private sector, spent a lot of time in the legislative arena and learned what a mess everything was. Uh, At the same time, like media, My brand was growing and decided to do it full-time to bring some of my experience, my subject matter expertise to you. And I've just been so humbled, so honored to host the show uh, yesterday and this morning. And the feedback, I just have to say thank you so much to the audience. Because during the show today and also yesterday, you guys have been awesome with with the tweets and the Facebook messages and the compliments. It has been a great experience. Really, you, the audience, made it that. And uh, But unfortunately for all of us, because I know many of us are like-minded, Uh, It seems like in these final days of 2016, Barack Obama is trying to do all he can to wreak havoc and devastation on the United States before he's out of there. And no, a little bit over over three weeks, actually exactly three weeks from today. And there's a laundry list of of last minute midnight regulations this guy's trying to push through, that Barack Obama's trying to push. Tiffany, run us through some of them. Right. Yeah. Well, Obama's got the can of gasoline and he's ready to light the match before he leaves. With a blowtorch. Exactly. So um, this is really disturbing. According to the Federal Register agenda, Obama is eyeing $44.1 billion in midnight regulations. Those are things he wants to ram through on his way out the door. It could include as many as 98 regulations classified as, quote, economically significant. Wow. 
Um, you know, some of the possibilities, in addition to that, you have 64 House Dems basically asked him to use his pardon power to preserve um, the deferred action for childhood arrivals. That basically spares millions of illegal immigrants who came here um, as children and spares them from deportation. We're talking about more clemency for nonviolent drug offenders, coke dealers. Um, you know that he's pardoned um, 78 people and granted another 153 commutions, uh, commutations. Well, he, he's, he's either commuted or pardoned, I believe, more uh, uh, inmates than all of his predecessors combined, right? Exactly. Isn't it now? But but here's one thing Barack Israel's Obama... Israel's the big one, of course. Right, and Israel's the big one. What he, what he did to Israel at the UN, and we covered that exhaustively yesterday. But one of the things I will give Barack Obama credit for is that he opened my eyes. I know he opened the eyes of many Americans uh, to the real power of the presidency. You know, we're, we're, we're forced to, uh, to believe that there are three branches of government and there's checks and balance, but when you start to really dig in and do some homework and learn how many programs are actually administration-based, in other words, how many things the president can simply sign, Obama was right. He can do a lot of damage with a phone and a pen. And, and I hope, I hope that Americans realize this because one of the things I think we, we don't, spend enough time on and we don't involve ourselves in enough our local politics our state legislatures right and and i don't want to go too deep into this i want to talk more about what obama's doing and some silly things he said recently but our state legislature affects our uh, legislature affects our lives so much more immediately and i spent a lot of time uh, testifying to state legislatures in 15 20 states and i learned that that from conception to being signed by a governor, a bill in a state legislature might only it might only take a month, and your life is affected. This is now a law in your state that you could violate and go to jail for or be fined for. Your speed limits, where the stop signs are, your local legislatures. But most people don't take the time to vote in those elections. And, and I hope you do, because our state legislatures are now the last line of defense against an overreaching federal government. I don't care if it was George Bush in the White House or Barack Obama or now Donald Trump or whoever comes along in four or eight years. We need state legislatures to check the power because we know that the Congress, this Republican Congress that was given a mandate in 2014, failed us. Mitch McConnell and John Boehner and now Paul Ryan failed us. They funded pretty much every one of Obama's agenda items, with the exception of a few great patriots, uh, Louis Gomer and, 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 and guys in that vein who really you know, bucked the system and went against the grain and were true constitutionalists. But they're few and far between. I mean, when I analyze those in Congress and the Senate, Ted Cruz did a very good job with that as well, and Mike Lee. But we may have 15 or 20 Congress uh, people and senators who went against the grain. For the most part, they were in lockstep with Mitch McConnell and, and with Paul Ryan and Harry Reid and Nancy Pelosi, even though they were in the minority. They acted like they were the majority party. And it seemed to me that, that McConnell and Boehner, uh, then Ryan... Went along, went along. It was just they desired to be accepted or they craved to be accepted. They did. And, you know, uh, a lot of people give Trump flack for saying that, you know, he's a deal maker and he'll work with people. He'll even work with Democrats. There's a difference between being a pragmatist and getting deals done and just, you know, being a pushover. Which is what they which were. Is basically what they and, were. And, and the thing, one of the things I like about Trump is that New York bravado. Sure, he'll make deals, but he's going to make it very clear. That who's he's the, the president. That who's yeah. the boss? Now, no, Obama did that. But the, but the the thing about Obama that was so devastating, Obama flexed the muscle of the Oval Office with Congress, but wouldn't do it abroad. He didn't flex the muscle of the Oval Office with ISIS or Al Qaeda or Putin or China or North Korea, but he did it here at home. 
He weakened America by, by flexing the muscle of the Oval Office against Republicans while cowering in a corner against global bad guys. And so then he goes on, and, and, and he goes on this really, really cutting-edge, uh, impressive program called the Axe Report. The Axe, Axe Files. The Axe Files. David Axelrod show the Axe. How original is that? I mean, I don't know. Did he have a think tank of people? Did David Axelrod bring in the A-team and they put a think tank together and they discarded the David Report and, and they discarded Coffee with Dave you know, and, and they came out. No, no, no. The Axe Files. And he's like, A-Rod was taken. So A-Rod you know. was taken. That's right. <laughs> it, you, the Axe Files. And, and he was so happy about this and they branded it. So Obama sits down with Axelrod and he basically says, and I, I spit coffee out, that he could have beat Donald Trump. I don't think Barack Obama could have won local dog catcher. But <laughs> really, like, you know, school board deputy superintendent in some county in rural Kansas. I think he would have maybe, maybe won that one because he had the budget. So he sits there and he says he could have won. And he says this with a straight face after one of the most devastating institutional losses for the Democratic Party in history. Let's go through some of the losses for the Democrats. Okay, so listen to this. The Democratic Party is absolutely decimated. They have a net loss of 1,042 state and federal Democratic posts, congressional seats, state legislative seats. U.S. Senate seats are down from 55 to 46. House seats down from 256 to 194. That's 24 percent. Um, you know, basically, governorship slid from 28 to 16. That's 43 percent loss. State legislatures plunged. You know, and, and, and this is also the year that brought us Brexit. You see Marine Le Pen doing well in Europe. Oh, Europe, Europe is, is tilted right. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So does he really think that the tide was turning in his favor? I mean, it's delusional. But the bubble he's in. I mean, I truly believe... He's in an echo chamber where everyone... It's the whole cult of personality and thing. Everyone ev- tells him he's amazing. And everyone really is Valerie Jarrett, his surrogate mommy, who comes in and tells him how great he is and how nice he looks that day and how handsome he is and he's the most brilliant and he's the best dressed and he's the best athlete and then he puts on his big bike helmet. Bike helmet, and I was just going to say. rides exactly. the woman's bicycle. And, and he's told this and he believes it. But when we look at these devastating losses, one thing, I, I get anxiety. Like I really have anxiety now because Nancy Pelosi and incoming leader Chuck Schumer are going to bulldoze Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan again. We have all three. We have all three now. And we're going to have the Supreme Court. We're going to have all three branches on the right. And for some bizarre reason, and I'm calling this as I sit here today, December 27, 2016, you watch in a few months, Reed, uh, 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 Pelosi and Schumer are going to be bullying McConnell and Ryan once again. And they're going to be capitulating, and McConnell and Ryan are going to be lobbying the White House on behalf of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. We need leadership change in Congress, because the president can only do so much. And this is why Trump was elected. I mean, people did want change. American people saw that. Yeah, but these losses, I mean, 1,042 state and federal Democratic posts. And, and, I, and I love that the governor's mansions are, are, uh, are going red. Because that, that's who appoints. That's who appoints that senator if somebody gets tapped for an administration post or retires or gets kicked out in scandal. We need the governors. We need the governor's mansions. We need the state legislatures. And Politics is local. It, 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 politics is local. And it's so encouraging to me, so absolutely encouraging to me that Americans are waking up. They're getting involved. I, I think that was probably the best net takeaway of, of, of the Trump campaign, the Trump phenomenon, was that Americans that were not politically interested became interested. Now, I've always been a Trump supporter, a Trump fan. I know Glenn is not, which is the beautiful thing about me hosting this show, and that you've got a host like Glenn, who's a giant in the industry, who wants his audience to hear both sides of the issue. He's not stifling. The left would never. If, if I were on, on the different side of Rachel Maddow, we were both 
on the right, but we were backing two different candidates, and, and the rhetoric, rhetoric got a bit testy. She'd never have me on to guest host her show. Never. Never in a million years. Never in a million years. She would go down the line with cronies. So so kudos to Glenn. I mean, you know, just a great mind, uh, a, a great personality in, in this industry who wants his audience to have all sides of the issue to hear, to hear all, all, all the, the, the data, all the bits and, and megabytes and terabytes of information that we have available. But, uh, man, I mean, it, I, I still talk, I, I interface every day on air and, and on Twitter and on Facebook with Republicans and Democrats. And often Democrats will engage me more, progressives will engage me more often and argue with me. And I'm always shocked by one thing. And, and you and I were talking before the show and we drew a parallel between those who follow Barack Obama and those who follow another world leader. And we are going to tell you who that is if you stick around. You're with John Cardillo sitting in for Glenn Beck, the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at broadvoice.com or call 888-332-8036. 888-332-8036-888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck Program. I'm John Cardillo, holding down the fort for the vacationing. Glenn, give us a call, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. You know, we, Barack Obama has not really been a successful president. And we were just talking about that a little bit before the break. And, and he really has is, is failed miserably, and the country is in very, very bad shape. You know, yesterday I tweeted that America hasn't felt, to me anyway, like America in eight years. We're like, this, this is malaise. We don't want to be patriotic. We just, we just sort of just we just kind of phoned it in. We're like, you know, a woman has been married too long, and you know, we just kind of, even a guy who's been married too long, we let ourselves go a little bit. Like, we need to get back, America needs to get back to the gym, needs to get on a better meal plan. We need to just, you know, get it together. Because Obama really has 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 soured the mood. He's, he's taken the patriotism out of the everyday lives of Americans. It just didn't, Amer- Americans and America, it just didn't feel like the same nation I grew up in. And so when I saw the, the nut job in North Korea, and I've been messing this up all morning, is it Kim Jong-un or ill? Who, who do we have now? Who's the weirdo uh, with the... Un. Un, okay. The son, the little guy. That's the son. He's like, this is what happens Baby, when you... Yeah. This is when you give a trust Baby fund... Baby Kim Jong. Baby Kim Jong. This is what happens when you give a trust fund kid a country, <laughs> by the way. North Korea is what happens. And so, but but the, the idol worship, the, here's what's scary. The people in North Korea have to worship this guy, or he basically kills them and starves them and puts them in these draconian camps. 
Yet Obama receives that level of idol worship from progressives that don't have to do it. This is what I don't get. People are forced at gunpoint to worship that guy. All Obama has to do is wake up in the morning. And progressives just basically worship him. But I do think Obama, missed he missed the mark. He didn't pick some of the names that the North Korean... Let me give you some of the na- North Korean leaders. As, as horrible and reprehensible as they are, and how they should be wiped off the face of the earth, these guys are masters at picking titles. Highest incarnation of the revolutionary comradeship. Glorious general who descended from heaven... Son, S-U-N, by the way, son of the communist future and guiding Sunray. And those are like four of 112. Those are They have like 150. It's incredible. It's incredible. So that's where Obama missed the mark. But what do you think it is? What do you think is, is in the mindset of your average progressive that can basically just blow facts, stats, and data off? I mean, they, they, this, it's a ridiculous false narrative that Obama creates jobs, that Obamacare is good, is a good thing. I mean, the math is math, right? But again... Liberals hate science and math when it contradicts their agenda. That police officers are indiscriminately killing people when the data shows something else. Why do you think these people blindly follow like lemmings? Well, I, I mean, it's a really good question. Progressives are you know, basically are guided by emotion, right, and theory. That's why they always say, you know, communism was great in theory. Forget the fact that it subjugated hundreds of millions of people. Starved them to killed death. Killed 100 million people, exactly. Yeah. By the way, 25 years since the fall of the USSR, so. Wow, uh, yeah, and. They've done pretty well for themselves. Putin might be a bad guy, but but they're pretty prosperous. The individual business people are doing okay. They are. But, but you know, back to the cult of personality. We saw this in 2008. I don't know if you remember that guy, Richard Ferry, who did the Hope and Change posters. And they were yes. communist propaganda posters. Oh, yeah, people sure People I know who fled Cuba, the former Soviet Union, literally got the chills when they saw those posters. Well, I, I live remember. in Miami. I know. Yeah, I mean, you know. They said... Do, they literally saw history repeating itself, and they were just absolutely appalled at how the media completely, just hook, line, and sinker, worshipped him, covered up for all of his sins, basically, you know, made him out to be this. this let, let me let me tell a story game. about how how just uh, d- clueless or deluded progressives are. Now, one thing I wish, if it were logistically possible, every progressive in America should have to go down a Cayocho, Eighth Street in Little Havana. And sit with some of these old Cuban guys and listen to their stories about communism. And these are some of the most conservative people on the planet, not because they were, were converted to conservatism or they read something or they heard a speech or they listened to a, a Glenn Beck or a John Cardillo or any other radio host on air or watched somebody on Fox News. They lived it. They lived it. They lost their homes and their business and family members lost their lives at the hands of communism, the same communism that that is just celebrated by progressives. Well, I guess it's about 10 years ago, and I'm going to buy some cigars at at one of the little cigar factories in Little Havana. And I see this commotion on a street corner. And it's these old Cuban guys in their Wyavera shirts. And they're like, it's like something out of a movie. They've got their little Cuban coffee cups in one hand, and they're like whacking two guys with rolled up newspapers. And it was the most bizarre thing. So I walk over to break it up because it really wasn't a violent confrontation. And they're they're whacking these two hipsters that thought it was a good idea to walk down 8th Street, Cayocho, and Little Havana in Che Guevara shirts. And they thought that was going to be like applauded because apparently it is in Williamsburg or Dumbo, Brooklyn, wherever they came from. They thought it was a good idea to walk through the Cuban dissident community in Che t-shirts. And this is how clueless they are. They're ignorant. It's ignorance. Yeah. It's willfully ignorant. It was, but watching these old guys whack them with newspapers, it was amazing. Screaming I at them. I wish I had seen that. And they didn't spill their coffee. It was great. They like had their cigars in their mouth, their little <laughs> coffee cup, Tuesday. and just beating them with these newspapers. Not really doing any damage, but man, they made the point. But but it goes back to 
they don't even, the progressives don't even research what's behind the icons that they think are so cool. So they worship a Barack Obama. They do no research on him, his agenda, his policies, what it means for them, especially the ones in their 20s and early 30s, what it means for them in the decades to come, how much money he took from their pockets. They don't do the research behind who Guevara really was, a rapist, a murderer. They're wearing his T-shirt as if he's a rock star. But you see, even when the information is out there, they choose to ignore it because, you know, you have people like Justin Trudeau who are basically sending, yeah. you know, yeah. basically talking about, you know, Cuban dictators as if they are, you know, yeah. good Samaritans. Good Samaritans. I mean, his message on Castro was just disgraceful, but he got blowback. I mean, even Canadians who tend to swing a little bit left beat him up on that one. That's true. And look, I'm not, see, I'm a guy who's, I don't buy into cults of personality. I've never engaged in idol worship of anybody. I supported Donald Trump, but I called Donald Trump out because he hasn't asked for uh, the return of Joanne Chesimard as a concession to even talking to Cuba. I don't like some of the appointments. I don't like the Goldman Sachs people in the administration. I personally don't like that the RNC, you know, many Trump voters, myself included, wanted to see an outsider cabinet. And now the RNC is really the Praetorian Guard with Reince Priebus as chief of staff and Spicer as Spocks. So there are a lot of moves that he made that I don't like, and I've been very vocally critical. But isn't that what America's about? Aren't we supposed to criticize our leaders, even the ones we vote for? In fact, shouldn't we criticize the ones we vote for more vocally and keep them in check? Well, you should. And I mean, at the at the end of the day, what progressives, as I said, worship is an idea and an ideal. And to them, Obama was the embodiment of, of their utopian paradise. And, you know, he, they, they couldn't accept the fact that he was not that in reality. That's, that's all it was. That's all it was. You with John Cardillo sitting in for Glenn, the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Glenn Beck program. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck program. I'm John Cardillo sitting in for the vacationing Glenn. Give us a call 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK, or follow me on Twitter at John Cardillo. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but one of the shows I really enjoy, one of the television shows I really enjoy on, it's actually on Amazon, uh, on the mag, call it Amazon On Demand or Amazon's digital streaming is the man, the man in High Castle, which is a great show. Some people don't like it. I find it really interesting. I binge watch it. And if you don't know what it's about, it's about uh, if, if Germany and Japan had won World War II. Germany controls the east eastern part of the United States with their headquarters in New York City. Uh, the Nazis do. And the Japanese Empire controls the West Coast with their headquarters in San Francisco. So I watched season two, and I think season two... Uh, launched, they released season two, uh, December 16th. Well, three days after that, Kurt Schlichter, town hall columnist, did a story that I called the woman with the high collar. And it was entitled, The Terrifying Aftermath 
of Hillary's election victory, if Hillary Clinton, what America would look like if Hillary Clinton had won the presidential election? And Kurt Schlichter joins me now to discuss. You know, Kurt, you scared me with this because I had, you know, the, the man in the high castle is a little bit depressing. You wonder what might have been. And then three days later, you put this in my face. Well, you know, I'm always there for you, John. You, you are. You are. So tell us a little bit. <laughs> tell us a little bit about what America would look like if we had Madame Clinton uh, being inaugurated in three weeks. Uh, I don't even like you saying that. I have a, I have a terrible cold right now, and you've made me feel worse. Um, look, every day I wake up giggling and smiling at the utter rejection and humiliation of Hillary Clinton. And with a sense of exhilaration at the giant bullet America dodged, because uh, that uh, we 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 told uh, that doddering corrupt monster go back to Chappaqua. But just think about what would have happened if she had won. First of all, I think we'd all be choking on her smugness, the smugness in the media, the smugness issuing from her, uh, uh, just the 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 utter other hate and contempt they'd express for the rest of us. We'd yeah, be written be preaching, out of the game. Let me ask you, Kurt, do you think they would be preaching unity and reaching across the aisle and concessions and and we we need the White House to understand that there's another half of America? Or would they be saying, oh, elections have consequences, again, deal with it? Uh, hmm. Let me think about the track record of the last eight years. Yeah, I'll go with option two. And I, yeah, I, I, I can you imagine the stream of leftist monsters she would be appointing? Well, that's the thing. I mean, oh, like, climate change weirdos, right. uh, anti-cop uh, DOJ people. Oh, for, forget ever investigating any corruption anymore. But the Supreme Court you, would be tipped. You, you, you're, you're, you're an attorney. Yeah, you're a trial attorney. And you're a legal scholar. The Supreme Court, I argue, the Supreme Court would have been tipped for 25 to 35 years, depending on the age of somebody she appointed. Because, look, if Trump, say, nominates a Ted Cruz, right? What is Cruz, 45 years old? He's a healthy guy. Cruz could conceivably sit on the court for 35 years. How how terrifying is it if Hillary appointed a a, a, a 45-year-old far-left radical? Well, look, just think of what we'd have. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, discovering a constitutional requirement that we all, uh, you know, chip in to pay for uh, late-term abortions. Uh, How about the Second Amendment? Nope. How about the First Amendment? No, well, there are exceptions now. You know. Let me ask you a question as an attorney. As an attorney, as an attorney, what what do you think? I mean, and you've been you've been a great satirist of the political process. I'm speaking with town hall columnist Kurt Schlichter, who's also a trial lawyer, and I should note. A retired colonel in the United States Army served 27 years. Uh, you know, Kurt, what do you think that a left, a Hillary Clinton appointed Supreme Court, had she won, thank God she didn't, what do you think the top three agenda items uh, they would have gone after would have, would have been? Uh, I think I think Second Amendment, yeah, First Second Amendment, Amendment definitely. Have, um, yeah. First Amendment. you got to understand, you know, she keeps talking about Citizens United. Citizens United was a case brought to determine whether the government could criminally prosecute you for putting out a movie critical of, wait for it, Hillary Clinton. Now, here's Hillary Clinton's argument. The government has the power, despite the First Amendment, to put you in jail if you put out a movie criticizing her. Let's roll that around in our heads for a minute. 
Yeah, you know, you know what's interesting? I never heard that on CNN. CNN no, you never heard that. that. I was on with some leftist on some show, and I, you know, being a lawyer and having, you know, a legal background, I said, D- D- do you know what Citizens United was? Well, it's about money. Well, let me ask you something. If Citizens United is resolved in, in your favor, what do you think the appropriate jail sentence for someone putting out a movie critical of Hillary Clinton that Hillary Clinton doesn't like should be. And she gives me this blank stare. And I'm like, you, you do know what Citizens United is about. You do know no, that they were, the Solicitor they, they, General but, but, of the United States went up and told you before the United States Supreme Court that the government could ban a book. Right, but what people were told, and you know this, you and I have discussed this on, on my show, People were told, the American public was sold by the, by the uh, DNC's cohorts in the media, that Citizens United was all about big, bad, rich corporations run by Republican conservatives being able to donate to political campaigns. That's what most Americans believe that Citizens United is about. Prior to yeah. it, you could only make a, 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 an individual contribution to a hard money campaign. Now corporations can do it. They have no idea that it has anything to do with the First Amendment and, and production of media projects. Well, you know, this is not that it would allow the government to put people in jail for being critical of the government is not a flaw in the eyes of Hillary Clinton. That is a feature. Hillary Clinton is not a believer in freedom. She is not a believer in free expression. She is a totalitarian. I'm concerned about one thing, though. I think I lost some money here because I didn't. I was going to surprise you with this. It was a Christmas present. I bought you a plane ticket to New York with me, and we were going to walk through the woods looking for Hillary together. And I really (laughs) thought you would enjoy that. But now I'm a little concerned that I might have missed the mark on that one. Oh, I like how she's wandering through Whole Foods taking selfies with random losers. What if you're going? Just, I, I cried for so long, Hillary. Now I can't make love to my husband because Trump's won. And their husband's sitting there going, "Yes." Yeah, and and she's walking through the woods like finding Bigfoot, that reality show. It's like people are out there with GPS and night vision finding Hillary in the woods of Chicago. Oh, oh, how about the nightmare the of naked and alone with Hillary? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, survival. It's survivor than anything man. in Man in the High Castle. Yeah, Survivor Man, Chappaqua. You're out there with your little GoPro on your little tripod. But boy, could you just imagine how horrifying it would be? Because this is a woman who, again, and I have to say it, and I want to be very clear, she and her cohort hate us. They don't dislike us. They don't find us opponents. They hate us and want to do things to harm us simply because they can. There is no other reason, for example, the giant cake-baking Thing has happened right. other than right. to just rub our faces in their power. And but what they, happens what when about. you rub America's face, yeah. Americans' faces in something for long enough? You're a well, student that's just of history. It. You're a New Yorker. You were a cop. Yes. How yes, do Americans about power. react when you push and push and push? Well, look, it's about power, though. You nailed it, right? Hillary Clinton has had power in some form for 40 years, 30-some-odd years, right? She was the uh, wife of the attorney general of Arkansas, and in a state like Arkansas in the 80s, that's pretty powerful. Then wife of the governor, that's really powerful. Then went to the White House, which is the ultimate power. I mean, she remember that debacle back in the 90s when she mapped out that convoluted uh, 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 Rube Goldberg rendition of, of health care? 
on that whiteboard, and and the congressmen were all sitting there like dogs looking at a milk-bone dog biscuit. Like, they were just utterly confused. What in the world is this woman talking about? And then she (laughs) kind of disappeared. And and, and But what's even worse is Hillary Clinton was Bill Clinton's liaison on the Hill who sold the most radical anti-gay agenda in history. Right? Defensive Marriage Act, Religious Freedom Restoration Act, Don't Ask, Don't Tell. It was, and you didn't hear a word about that. I mean, now the reinvented Queen Hillary was was a champion of gay rights. She sold Bill Clinton's crime bill on the Hill. Look, I was a cop. I benefited. I got a new gun. We got new cars. But we also got these draconian sentences, and we were locking guys up for dumb drug offenses, and our lieutenants were shaking their heads saying, this is the South Bronx. Why are we doing this? That was all Hillary Clinton. And it was always about power, the ability to impose the power of the Clinton regime. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think it, frankly, would have torn this country apart. Imagine, I, I just came back from Texas, spent, spent a few days there over Christmas with wife's family. Texas yeah, is vibrant, a, look, the economy's moving. Doing great. It's doing it's the great. Largest, now, imagine yeah, when Hillary's EPA world. says, no more fracking, no more oil drilling. We're going to leave it in the ground because of this global warming paganism nonsense. It's so ridiculous. Well, that's what they're afraid the of, though, Kurt. Place, the economy that's what they're afraid of. Tanks. They're afraid of energy exploration. When, because look at North Dakota. Energy exploration is the quickest path to prosperity and job creation. Really, in terms of, of U.S. industry, it's the quickest path. You pull oil and natural gas out of the ground, you need thousands of bodies to get it to market. Progressives are terrified of that. Well, and, and, and they can't take any of that power. They don't get the money. They don't get the power. With, with these green, this green nonsense, the cylindrus, they can reward their friends. They can choose winners and losers. It's more power and more money for them. That's the common, that is the common key. Remember, remember in the 70s when they were talking about the impending ice age? Yes, I do. I was, I was in school. I was terrified. I went and bought, I, I wanted new winter coats for Christmas every year. I didn't even want, <laughs> I didn't even want toys. And, was... and, and, of course, their solution was more money and power for liberals. Of course. Of course. And, and look, and it's the same, the same people. Rain, same yeah. with the ozone hole. Acid rain was the 80s. Yeah, that was big in the late, that was like big in the late 80s, early 90s. You know, Kurt, it's always such an absolute, I feel so much better after I talk to you. And, and after the show, I'm going to give you a call. I'm going to get you to Chappaqua with me. We're going we're gonna to walk through the woods. We should, we should go. We need a camera crew. We're going to go. We're gonna go. Kurt, Kurt Schlichter, everybody. Catch him on townhall.com. The great Colonel Schlichter will be speaking soon, my friend. You've been with John Cardillo. You're still with John Cardillo sitting in for Glenn Beck. The Glenn Beck Program will be right back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck Program. I'm John Cardillo. I've been sitting in for Glenn yesterday and today, and I just want to take this time, the little bit of time we have remaining, to say thank you. Thank you to the audience. Thank you to Glenn and to the outstanding team on this show. This is the most professional team I've dealt with in radio. And Tiffany is always my great co-host, executive producer. You've been awesome. This was uh, thank you. Your, your debut on the national stage. It was it was great. But but I you know I know I said it at the top of the hour, but I have to reiterate. 
this audience has been outstanding. I, you know, you get you get comments on Twitter and on Facebook, but the compliments we've gotten throughout the show, so gracious, so flattering, lovely, the nicest people on the planet or in this audience, far nicer than my audience in many cases, <laughs> who beat me up. And it was really, I mean, look, not everybody agreed, but everybody and the people who disagreed, who sent us messages. They were really smart. I mean, the messages made a lot of sense. They got us thinking. And it's really been uh, an outstanding experience because, you know, when you when you broadcast in one city or a few cities, the points of view, political points of view tend to be regional in, in many respects. So it's a really interesting dynamic and a nice change to be able to interface nationally and and see uh, opinions coming in from Indiana and Texas and California and, and even even liberals who called and got a little upset with us yesterday. Jill Stein supporters. Jill Stein supporters. And I, you know, it, it keeps it interesting. But uh, it, no, this has been an outstanding experience. We do want to know, you know, a great mind is retiring in the conservative world. Dr. Thomas Sowell, he is, uh, he's decided to hang it up at the ripe young age of 86 to concentrate on his photography. God bless. God bless him. They don't make them like that. No, and we need to find the next conservative, uh, you know, economist who also has 50 years of staying power to, to debunk the liberal agenda. But um, so... Well-earned retirement to uh, uh, Professor Saul, and and again, this has been uh, this for me anyway was was such a cool experience because to end 2016 sitting in for Glenn, uh, with whom I got my start in media, was just a perfect, an absolutely perfect end, perfect, perfect, perfect end of this year for me and you. Uh, worked for the Blaze. Well, absolutely. Actually, I got my start uh, in political media working with Glenn um, when he launched the Blaze. So this is very apropos for me, and uh, and I'm you know I'm very appreciative and and thank you, John, so much for having me on, and to Glenn and and the crew. You've all been really wonderful. Um, so it's it's a great way it was, to wrap you, up 2016. And you did all the work I didn't want to do anyway. <laughs> you did all the research and all the uh, the stuff that I didn't want to do. But you know one of the things I'll leave you with. I said it earlier in the show. You know, if you take anything in a 2017, try to try to remember, even if it's a couple of minutes a week, the people that are out there doing for you, the first responders. You know, we all have our our pet charities, our pet uh, uh, causes, and I have many. You know, cancer and and certain types of diseases that we donate to uh, children's hospitals. But this is one that I live every day because such a large part of my audience is the first responder community. So so do that additional research. You know, there, there are police officers and, and corrections officers and federal agents and 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 uh, troops being being killed that we're not hearing about and, and seriously injured. Take a moment to research them. Think about them. Say a prayer. Send an email to their Facebook or, or a message to their Facebook page just telling them you're thinking about them and, and they're in your thoughts and prayers. Believe me, it goes a long so way. Much. It really does. And think about all of those first responders out there working every night while you're home safe and warm. They're out there ready to rush to your home to help you. Again, this has been an absolutely, absolutely outstanding experience. God bless. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. You've been with John Cardillo, The Glenn Beck Program. This is The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.